Hey, honeys. Yo, yo, yo. It's the Who, Where, Their podcast. <laughs> well, that's a mouthful. Yeah, you can just call us the Travel Brats. First name travel. Last name brat. So, what's in the itinerary today? Hello. Hello, guys. Guess we what missed you. Today it is. The best day of the week, as always. Tuesday morning. And we are coming to you live from the studio, guys. We got a new studio. We're hopping and bopping and controlling all over the place. And Ashley is probably the most excited she's ever been in her entire life because she just got back from where, Ashley? Uh, wonder of the world. We went to Peru, so that's what we're going to be talking about today, all about my trip to Machu Picchu, planning for Peru, and just going all over the place and being adventurous. But before we get into all the nitty-gritty about Ashley's adventures in the great country of Peru, we wanted to challenge you guys to quiet your mind and think about (laughs) something. All right, here we go. Close your eyes. Quiet your mind. Quiet it down. And listen to my voice. Have you ever done something that absolutely amazes you? Through planning grit and big dreams, your vision could come to life? That's exactly how Ashley DeBoer felt going through Peru for the first time. Ashley, wake up, people. Ashley, tell us all about it. So as we landed in Cusco, it was as though we walked into like this ancient world that had transformed into the modern age, yet it had so much depth and history just being shared all over it. The Incan Empire was there, so it had ancient ruins, history, cathedrals, art, and community. I'm telling you, it was like nothing I had ever felt or anything that I had ever seen. And I mean, we did a lot of reading and watching videos before going, but I'm telling you, this feeling was like nothing I had ever experienced before. So it was amazing. Amazing. All right. So I bet a lot of planning went into this. So tell us, tell us, tell our travel brats, what, how did you go about planning your excellent adventure with John? So surprisingly, we had always wanted to go to Peru. That was something we had always talked about since we first met. But my partner and I planned this trip in literally three weeks. So to optimize Mm. our planning process and international travels, I definitely would recommend more six to eight weeks of planning and going for at least a week to get acclimated to the culture and the altitude. We only went for five days, which was kind of crazy. So we really had to make the most of it because it is really um, travel intensive. Talk about the altitude, too. That's something nobody ever thinks. Oh, and I had no idea. I'm from Indiana. Now I live in Florida. I have never experienced altitude like this. But um, basically with planning, we really took it down into three segments. We really wanted to explore Machu Picchu. So the main thing was, how are we going to do that? And then where can we go for very safe and reputable places? We really did not want to end up anywhere kind of off the beaten path just because we've heard horror stories. Yeah, and that's just a really important thing when you go anywhere out of the country. You know, it's even in the country, but it's just like you are not a local. In fact, you don't even speak the native language. So it's like, let's not try and do something that we don't know what we're doing, Mm -hmm. don't know where we're going, and we don't speak language. So that's smart. And so we really just wanted to stay somewhere really safe. So this or instead, like where we were going to be staying, was really important to us because we went to Puerto Rico and had some horror <laughs> stories happen. If you listen to our episode on that, it's a must. So go giggle at that. That's a short episode, but it's hilarious. We learned our lesson on that. So then going from there, we basically, we started the planning process. And I, so I have a question. 
the major reason, correct me if I'm wrong, that you went to Peru was to see Machu Picchu before the trail closed, right? Yeah, that was a super big thing. I know that Machu Picchu getting into it and all of that exploration on it has really changed since COVID too. And then we also know that we talked about in previous episodes on our bucket list, I'm pretty sure, that they were going to be closing the trails at some point. Yep. And isn't that cool, Travel Brats? We want to make everything real for you guys, so we've been like hammering our bucket list and like planning to go to all those awesome places and just give great reviews for you guys about where we went and what we did and where we what we saw so ash obviously the first like part of your planning for your trip was booking flights yeah tell us about it so that was actually the most expensive part of our whole entire trip um figures like like i was (laughs) saying we were only going for four days five days four nights and so we really had to account for like longer travel days so we ended up booking from miami airport into lima um more international hubs like chicago miami even fort lauderdale they were really easy to get into lima Lima is not where you're going to get to Machu Picchu from. You're going to get to Cusco. So we really had to look into catching connecting flights from Lima to then Cusco. And we wanted to knock it all out in one day. So we took a red-eye flight from Miami at like 1 o'clock in the morning. We landed in Lima, Peru at 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock. We were catching an 8.30 flight. Because customs were so long in that there were so many different things that we needed to do, like recheck our bags, go through the security line process, we actually missed our flight. Oh, no. So we missed our connecting flight. So if you can push it back a little bit or don't do what we did, stay in Lima for a day and then catch a Cusco flight if you can extend your travel. Because we had to get pushed onto the later flight, which kind of pushed back our day. As Yzma would say, cronk. You threw off my groove. Exactly. <laughs> but luckily, you had told me what what happened. You got on another flight really soon, right? Yeah, they put us on about 10, like two hours later. So we were able, but we were sitting now in the airport. We had just flown yeah. a red eye. And when I said check, check bags, we didn't have to check bags. We were carrying these backpacks that weighed as much as I do. It's so not, It's not a fun experience. That's no. why I, I always check my bags. But if you're a backpacking kind of person, you don't. You know? Yeah, and we actually ended up flying an airline we had never flown before. We actually used Skyscanner to book the flights and everything because that gives you really good deals. So I highly recommend looking into the Hopper app and Skyscanner to kind of browse if you're not specific on a certain day that you need to travel, right? Shout out to Hopper and Skyscanner. We love you. And Latham Airlines. Well, Latham Airlines, I mean, I guess you kind of need to fly them. They were the most competitive, (laughs) but... We missed our flights because we asked them if we could cut like cut the line because they were letting everybody else cut the line who was going to be on this flight. And the lady looked at us. She's like, no, you guys are fine. You'll be fine or whatever. And like, I don't know. I hear a slight de-recommendation. Yeah. Now. So then we had to follow up and we were online or we were on the phone with them for like two hours when we had to like get some of our flights fixed on the way home. And I, I don't know. I wouldn't really fully recommend that because I don't speak Spanish. Now, if you're a Spanish oh. speaker, it may have been a little bit easier because right. there was just some language barriers between us and a lot of frustration that followed. But so still check sites like kiwi and skyscanner yeah kiwi was another really good one um i mean they they put everything rocking and rolling skyscanner was really good we always use that so cool that's your best way to get more affordable flights to peru sweet okay next up you guys got there you missed your flight but you made it on 10 a.m flight and you're now in the great 
not state, guys, because I did that last time on our other <laughs> The great country of Peru. Oh, my gosh. We did it all back. Where did you stay? Yep. So this was a really big process for us. Like I was talking about, we really wanted to stay somewhere really nice, especially from our different experiences. And after browsing like Airbnb, TripAdvisor, and just reading a bunch of reviews, we actually decided to stay at Tuquiero's Boutique Hotel. And so this is in the in Cusco now. So it's in the San Blas um, neighborhood. And it was absolutely amazing. It was a short walk to Plaza de Armas. And we really couldn't have picked a better location. Um, Tuquiero's Hotel employed like literally the kindest, most thoughtful people I've ever met in my life. When we first got there, they helped us with our bags and stuff. They sat us down. They knew we had been traveling for a really long time. Uh. And they basically gave us this map just kind of pointing out some of their favorite recommendations, just answering any questions that we had, giving us a little tour of the cutest hotel. I'm telling you, I felt like I was kind of more in a vibe of like Greece. It had like a very white, um, white walls and very clean. When you walked in, it was kind of like a boho type, very elegant vibe. There were pieces in there that were handcrafted in Peru. And I was like, I've never seen woodworking and creations like like this. That sounds like if Free People was a hotel. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Exactly. Cool. And then, um, so it was just a beautiful property. And what was like, what was, how much did it cost to stay there? So we actually, this was really awesome. So if you have credit cards that get rewards, John, my boyfriend and my partner, he um, has um, a chase card that basically you get rewards and points and then you can use them to stay at places and it doesn't cost you any money. But I mean, this was really competitively priced and we were also looking, we got cheaper rates because we used bonus points. Or oh, that's those. great. Um, yeah. But they, I think it was only gonna be like $200 a night or something along bad. the lines of that, which wasn't crazy, especially when it has five stars on TripAdvisor and it had like over 200, 300 reviews. And then mm-hmm. across the board, like on Google, it had a ton too. So like for it to have five stars and not to have any like negative really ones you really have to be appeasing a lot of people because you're always going to have bad reviews so that's true and and um i bet since you were in peru and it was close to the mountains where you guys were going to go hike the inca trail i bet the views were crazy oh my gosh i can't wait to share these pictures with you guys the andes mountains you could just look out and you could see Mm. the top of the andes mountains and then you could see the town below and at night or in the morning when you would get up really early you could look out and it just was like illuminated with lights and then you could also look off to the left side and there was like um some carvings into the mountains just saying like we love peru and i just thought it was so cute and so different oh that's beautiful gosh i can't and and you know i think i we touched on this earlier but i think a huge thing um would be i know we talked about it when we went when i went to colorado yeah people don't think um and especially when you think of latin america i don't know but i always think of like oh beaches and like like fun Mm -hmm. like but mangoes and beaches and bikinis and sun and you don't realize that there's a ton of mountains all oh over gosh. Central America and all over South America. So in Peru, obviously, Ashley was hiking the Inca Trail. That altitude is really high. Crazy high. I never experienced anything like it. But you're used to it, right? Yeah. And, and you know, you were talking to me. It's so much higher altitude than, say, like Breckenridge, Colorado. Yeah. like So Breckenridge was about 9,000 um, feet above sea level but this Cusco the town that we were in so we basically got to Lima got on another plane went to Cusco we're now at 11,500 feet above sea level yeah and if you can imagine that gives you a great perspective on wow like because when you think of the Rocky Mountains you're like huge you know Mm -hmm. 
gotta hydrate and we guys we gave so many tips on altitude in that episode and that all goes for this too yeah all the prep for altitude um changes in altitude and also flying really dehydrates you as well so think about that when you're going to south america you really gotta stay hydrated and another big point would be um the water there is you can't drink it no so you gotta make sure first thing like every time i go to south america or central america what i do is we'll go stock up on water bottles and we'll put them in the hotel room because mm-hmm. you can't drink the sink water and you don't even want to open your mouth in the shower. Like, it will make you sick if you're used to United States water. So, I have an even better recommendation. So, John and I bought the Life Straw. It Ooh. is a water bottle. We got it from Amazon. It basically filters the water for you so well that you could even put like puddle water or like bathroom no water way. and stuff in it. We were drinking it the entire time. We felt great the entire time, minus no like way. the headaches and stuff from altitude sickness. But this was absolutely amazing. I looked into their Instagram. I support their mission 110%. So Lifestraw, if you want to um, sponsor us, let us know. Yeah, Lifestraw, <laughs> shout out to Lifestraw. Okay, that's great because also that's super environmentally friendly. And yeah, so you yeah. can literally just make sure like when you're getting onto the flight and stuff, you don't have to... um. Like, fill it up with water. You can obviously... It's super lightweight. Attaches to your backpack. John and I were just passing it back and forth the entire time. Just was super easy to bring water onto the flight. And just everywhere that we were going, we brought it with us. This is why you collaborate, guys. Ashley always has better ideas than me. I love it. All right. (laughs) So, let's get down to another nitty-gritty subject. For all things Machu Picchu, we want to hear about the adventure, Ash. Tell us. Okay. So, this was really, really awesome. So... When we were booking our flights and booking everything, our main goal was like, we're going to Machu Picchu while we're there, so we have to make sure that we can get on a tour or just get into the entrance and whatnot. After doing more research, we couldn't buy tickets ourselves. We needed to do it as a part of a tour. So I was like, okay, well, we really don't want to book a tour when we don't We've never been to Peru. We don't know how this works. So I went to Instagram right away, started looking up like Machu Picchu, Peru, ended up finding this awesome company called Explore Peru. So it's E-X-P-L-O-O-R. We'll be linking a bunch about them, but they were absolutely awesome. E-X-P-L-O-O-R. E-X-P. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> they were great. So I followed them on Instagram. They have about 100,000 followers. Their pictures were absolutely amazing. I was just like... This is like something I've never seen before. So I reached out to them, messaged them and was just like, hey, I'm really I'm thinking about going down to Peru. Do you guys have availability on these dates? They were so responsive, supportive of everything. They worked it out with me and I was booked that same day. I booked John and I and they basically over the next three days were sending us our itineraries. They were sending us our booked tickets because thinking okay i'm gonna go see this amazing historical artifact okay mm-hmm. that's not as simple as this may be getting as to machu picchu yeah. is a hike and a battle and takes up so much time so you start in lima so say you fly into lima you go to cusco peru so now we're staying the night in cusco so basically how this works is they're like okay we'll have a driver pick you up around two fifty a.m so they can take you to the train station that you can get on a train at five o'clock in the morning so cusco is about an hour and a half away from the i'm gonna butcher this name but it's olante tampo train station that's where you get on the train where you get to go and look um you can take different ones like the hiram bingham train which is a really expensive train the voyager which is another upgrade or the expedition um and this is on peru rail and they end up booking this for you so you basically kind of 
pick whichever one fits best with your budget. You're all getting to the same place at mm-hmm. the end of the day. But basically, it's a panoramic view of the Andes Mountains as you're going to this next town called Agua Calientes. Um, this is where they have the bus station. And it's also a town that is called Machu Picchu Town. And it's um, about another 25 minutes on a bus before you can actually get up to the entrance of Machu Picchu. That's a hike. So we ended That's up traveling because the, the train ride um, to Machu Picchu Town is about another hour and a half. So at this point, we had already traveled for three hours and still we have to get on another bus that goes oh on really windy little roads yeah. up to... Kind up to Machu Picchu entry. If you're a, f- a fearer of heights, uh, the recommendation. Yeah, so that was absolutely crazy. And that just shows, I mean, the whole way you were able to book that trip off of Instagram and off of the ha- finding hashtag Peru and finding Explore Peru or mm-hmm. hashtag Machu Picchu and Explore Peru, that is just like, just shows the beauty of Instagram and the beauty of social media. I mean, you just have like so much knowledge at your fingertips, including travel planning trip advising knowledge you know yeah. and it makes life so much easier i mean gosh people used to read those trip books i mean oh my gosh read, i know but like that was the only way to be able to know how to travel somewhere you had to like do so much like book planning yeah. instead of just everything's at your fingertips with technology well because like with explore peru specifically they're a tour agency and they specialize in these tours that are through machu picchu the inca trails Humente Lake, Rainbow Mountain. And if you've seen a lot of pictures of Peru and not just of Machu Picchu, Rainbow Mountain is one of the most famous, but that's a lot of work to get to. So a lot of these tours, John and I chose to do a day tour with them, but they have a lot of tours that are two days long, four days long, and you get these um, really educated, specialized tour guides that really make you feel like you're a part of the Incan history and the empire, and they just know so much knowledge because we were talking to our driver and our tour guide who were telling us that they had to go to school for four to five years to become a tour guide there. So they really are making sure that they are very educated and that they're giving you factual information. And it was almost like being with a professor who was so passionate about being in Machu Picchu and sharing the history that like you just felt so alive. Like, yes, it's a modern wonder and whatnot, but like we had a tour guide. His name was Peter. Shout out to Peter. We absolutely loved our tour. Peter. It was just amazing. It just they were all. Every step of the way, they were making sure that we got on that train, no problem, the bus, um, just every way up to the entrance, and they just were on top of everything, which really helped my A-type energy. Yeah. You know how that goes? Yeah, <laughs> feels. And, okay, now, tell us about the just, I mean, give us your best depiction of what it felt like to see and actually be there in person because we know especially with places like Machu Picchu pictures don't do it justice no and that's like what I kept saying the entire time like there is such a good reason why Machu Picchu was named like an UNESCO world heritage site and like then a world wonder and like it wasn't even considered a modern world wonder until like 2007 and it was just like magic Like, I remember when John and I just both, like, looked out. It was just, like, we felt like we were in a postcard and we were just Mm. transported into something that we had never experienced before. And I was just, like, so taken back. And the tour was about two and a half hours, which was longer than most other tours um, that we were seeing. They were more like an hour and a half. But we really got time to kind of take it all in, ask our questions, be around llamas and alpacas. And it was just, like... You kind of see these pictures of the same kind of spot of Machu Picchu, but it's so much bigger than you would expect. Right. 
And oh gosh, it's probably breathtaking, yeah. Breathtaking and having a tour guide who knew so much made it even better because like we walked away knowing so much more knowledge and history of it. Like did you know that there's so much of Machu Picchu left that's n- not um uncovered yet? Did you know there's so much of Machu Picchu that's in you? Right? Just it's kidding. just part of me. <laughs> Sorry at this guys, point. had to be weird. Had to get weird for a second. But it's basically <laughs> like all these trees and foragery was like growing over Machu Picchu when they first discovered it, when Hiram Bingham that discovered it crazy. back in the day. And so like he paid somebody one soul, which a soul is their mm-hmm. um, currency. Their currency. And paid someone one soul, which is like a fourth of a one US dollar. Crazy. And they took him up there and Hiram Bingham, all the locals had known about Machu Picchu. It didn't have a name. They didn't really keep great records of that. But they already knew about it. But Hiram Bingham was the one in the early 1900s who really brought attention to it. And Hiram Bingham is the guy that they created Indiana Jones off of. No Just way. being like a professor and oh, yeah, that would so make fun so much facts. sense that Indiana Jones was like Peru inspired with the jungle and with the yep. mountains and with the breathtaking views and the the animal. So did you see any kind of creepy? Obviously, you saw alpacas. That was crazy. But you did you see any like snakes or spiders or like anything weird like monkeys or anything out of the ordinary? No, I didn't see that. I'm trying to think oh. of it was like a little. It wasn't a squirrel type thing, but they have um. I almost said El Cupachabra. <laughs> no, but they they just kind of had more wildlife out there. And then also with like alpacas and llamas and stuff. And they sell a lot of alpaca clothes. Yes, which and they super sell cool. the baby alpaca stuffed animals. I have two. Oh, I have a little surprise yeah. to give you later. <laughs> oh, my God. But oh, my God. Like, I just yes, want to marry you. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. Sorry. I just want to wrap up this part, though, with just really giving a shout out to Explore Peru. Our trip really wouldn't have been what it was without them. Um, they, Like I was talking about, they have really great tours that are two days tours. So you can see the Sacred Valley and Machu Picchu, different three day tours. They also help you if you want to know hotel options or hiking tours. With all the altitude sickness that we have, there was no way I could have hiked. <laughs> like, no way at all. But definitely check out their website. Check out their Instagram, too, for some travel inspiration because that really made me want to spend the money to go to Peru right. after seeing all of that. So and, and, and it, that was When amazing. did you say it closes? I'm sure. not sure. I thought somewhere in 2022. I was going to say, I thought it was the end of this year. So we'll have to double check that, Travel Brats, and we'll let you know because it's not too late. You still have the whole fall and the whole winter to go get your stay. And actually, you guys went when it was winter there. Yes, and it was yeah. still got warm. Like, it was super cold in the morning okay. when you got up. And then, bought, so when they say, wear layers, wear layers. Right. Because we were sweating. Yeah, and the farther you get up, the free- more freezing it gets. So, mm-hmm. guys, it may be a bonus and a negative to go in the fall or the winter when it's fall or winter in the United States because it'll be summer there, mm-hmm. but it'll be hot. Yeah, and it gets so, really hot. There goes your altitude. There goes your altitude sickness combined with your dehydration <laughs> and your over over exhaustion and overheating. So, so the, you did a bunch of other things besides explore Machu Picchu because obviously Peru is huge and there's a ton of other stuff to do, especially in the super cool city that you run, Cusco. Um, what did you do there? Well, Cusco was super cool because it is it used to be the capital of the entire Incan Empire, and we were learning that the Incan Empire had over 10 million followers mm-hmm. before the Spaniards came and then kind of yeah. took their gold, captured their king, and all that kind of crazy uh, guys, stuff. Guys, if you've never seen... Um 
The Emperor's New Groove. You should. You should watch it because <laughs> it's obviously really unrealistic. Unrealistic? Unrealistic? It kind of gives you that vibe. <laughs> but it kind of gives cartoon. you the vibe and it like it gives you a little cartoon, like the mountains and everything. And it's um, honestly, it's just hilarious. But whenever you say Cusco, I feel like you can't think of anything else but Emperor's New Groove. No, I absolutely agree. But there was a lot of really cool stuff to do in Cusco. Obviously, Machu Picchu was one of our major focuses while being there. Oh. But some other things that you can definitely do in Cusco, that's why you should stay downtown. Stay kind of where I stayed because you can walk around Plaza de Armas in Cusco, which is kind of the center of it all. They have a lot of different markets set up there. Um, there's a bunch of different cathedrals right there on the Ooh, Plaza de pretty. Armas where we took an awesome tour of that. And then we also did a short tour of the Chaco, Chaco Museo um, to try various like chocolates and liquor. And I'm telling you, the chocolate there was absolutely amazing. Mm, we ended up buying cow, so, so much. I bought yeah. a notebook from there with like cocoa beans on it. And oh, it was all so locally cool. made and crafted. And That's really I just neat. love that. Um, then something that we didn't get to do, but I would recommend, we tried to do this very last minute, and we we kind of regretted not doing it sooner mm-hmm. and making this a priority, but Saka, Sakse Human, I'm linking all of this, guys, I'm sorry I'm butchering it. I think it. you nailed that. <laughs> but definitely spend a couple of hours there. They only accept cash or soul, um, and it's a minimum of 70 soul per person, so just make sure that you have money to get in, and it's basically like a historical site with so many different ruins, and if you look that up on Google, it has so many positive reviews. It's, like, baffling. Hey guys, don't forget that uh, 70 souls, not 70 bucks. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh-huh. so much cheaper. Like, so there's four souls for every one U.S. dollar. That's that's crazy. So you're four Do times math, richer rats. there. And, um, okay, down to my favorite part now, always and forever. Where did you guys eat in Peru and how was the food? Oh, my gosh, the food, best food I've ever gotten and the best service I've ever gotten. Ooh. Like, I like to feel like, oh, this is the best food I've ever had. But I am not lying to you when I'm telling you we never had a bad meal, not once. Mm. And, honestly, the servers and everybody taking care of us just made us feel, like, right at home. Like, they were so happy to be around us. Um, if you don't know, with obviously, like, COVID and everything going on, they were shut down for a whole year and didn't have tourists. Wow. So... Basically, the people who were in the service industry, they could not do what they loved and even made an income from wow. being in the tourist, tourism sector. So, like, these people who are now back at work and seeing us, they're, like, so excited that we're back and we're taking the precautions. We had to wear double masks the entire time that we were there, what? which was crazy because I didn't know that yeah. that was a thing. Did you guys have to get COVID tested? So, we had to get COVID tested to go there. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. We had to get COVID tested to go there and COVID tested to come home back to the States. So, and like, we basically did that. Um, we, we ended up doing the... PCR test and then we're about ready to leave for the airport and we still don't have our results back and so we ended up spending $125 a piece to go get rapid tests right then and there oh, because wow. I was like we can't wait but we so got rapid. our results back okay so like like two the seconds hour before, the flight. <laughs> before our flight so we were like but it was worth it because we would have been stressed out and a good note is they do allow rapid tests they do allow I feel rapid like someplace you have to do the 24 hour and they make you like wait you know the yeah. 24 hour I think it's like between one and like four days you get your results back and so that's like a pain if you take vacation days off and you're sitting there sitting around waiting to enter a country because you don't have your so rapid is great yeah rapid was awesome and we actually did at home tests to get back into the state we had to like set up oh my gosh I I think we'll get into this though too like I 
we had to download this app called Azova, and then we bought, it was called like Eloom, and we bought it, we paid we paid like $30 for the test, and then we paid $15 to be able to have a virtual person cool. watching us while wow. we took it, and then it was considered certified, so when we got oh, our negative results good. back, they were sufficient enough to get back into the states. Yeah, I feel like that states are pretty strict, so that's probably a good idea. Guys, good recommendation, Ash. So that one was really co cost-effective because then we didn't have to go to a, like, a clinic or anything like that in another country because, like, I don't even want to no, do that in the states, sketch, and I'm not yeah. doing that in another country, so that was our backup plan or I first plan i love it and i'm um, sorry i got a little sidetracked with covid precautions but uh back <laughs> to food ash okay so after hiking through machu picchu and before you catch your train back you'll have a little bit of time explore peru gave you some time so then you could also have some food and explore the cute little town before going back and we went to this place called full house peruvian cuisine it was really, really good. I tried alpaca for the first time, which Ooh, kind of felt wrong. You ate baby alpaca. Oh, my goodness. So sad. Um, it was decent. I said it was a mix between steak and chicken, <laughs> which is a new vibe. But the views there were absolutely amazing in the Andes Mountains. And then there was a river running through with, like, the rocks. And it was the best view that I had while eating. Don't look at so, me. I'm pissed at you because you ate my favorite Baby animal. alpaca. You are a terrible person. The Just little kidding. llama. Fine. Um, to give me, what else did you have that wasn't baby alpaca? So then in Cusco <laughs> was actually where I had one of my best meals I think I've ever had in my whole life. Um, so Peru is known for Pisco Sours, which is a kind of liquor. And it was really, really good. And they do their drinks up really, really fun. Oh, that's Maybe cool. at the places I was at, but oh my gosh, the Peruvian food there. I don't know if you've eaten Peruvian food, but it was absolutely amazing. Um, it was located right off of Plaza de Armas. There was different like potato dishes, chicken there. Just everything tasted so fresh. And it would just have like a different spin on it. And they really care about how the food looks on the plate. Yeah, the the presentation. Yeah, so like we had like some quinoa dishes mixed mm. and some type of risotto, and I was just like, this is crazy. I feel like you would have quinoa and stuff down in like South America because they always call it the they call it a Mayan superfood, but I feel like it's an ancient civilization mm. kind of superfood too. That's so the you vibe. could like still slide it into Peru. You know, I feel like they have that there. Easy peasy. <laughs> yeah. Then the other place, this place is like has one of the highest ratings I've ever seen ever and it was actually right down the street in the San Blas um, neighborhood and they're actually known for the Peruvian delicacy guinea pig they call it koi c-u-i oh, cool um so it's called pachapapa and it was very intimate spot <sighs> with like a very specific ambiance and when I say that it was like very dark in there they have um an open um fire wood not firewood but like stone grill like you know where you would cook pizzas and stuff yeah so that was really cool that's neat interesting menu and the service was awesome as always they brought me a blanket because i was so cold but definitely those two places that i mentioned and even the one in um Machu Picchu town definitely worth visiting no that's awesome and okay so when you headed over to lima um how did you kind of go about that so yeah so we were in Cusco, and we actually had flights to leave for Lima in the morning, and we actually paid a good amount of money to push our flights back because we wanted to spend 
a whole other morning and afternoon exploring Cusco. Oh, okay. So spend time, spend some more time in Cusco. That was my yeah, biggest recommendation. So we basically, unless you booked your flight home from Cusco, you'll have to fly out of Lima. The flights were just so much more expensive to get out of Cusco because it's a very, very small airport. Probably one of the smallest I've ever flown into. Is that still the capital of Peru? Cusco? So no, no, it's definitely okay, it's Lima. The, okay. Cool. Lima is the... It's the ancient capital of Peru. Yeah, that yeah. was of the whole Incan Empire. So it just yeah. has so much history. But yeah. So we booked our flight later, and then we flew into Lima. We got there by 7 p.m. I think that was a good time to go because it wasn't, like, pitch black out yet. Mm-hmm. It kind of gave us some time to get over to our air... Um, to our hotel and do all that and just uber was awesome while we were there just uber everywhere like it was super cheap everybody had like really high ratings so they're just that's their full-time job a lot of them so we really wanted to stay somewhere safe while we were in lima also so we stayed in the um jw marriott that's actually i love the jw marriott oh i do too we're gonna do an episode actually right here at home on marco island with jw marriott but amazing that is like your if you're, like, in a foreign country and you want to feel at home and feel safe, you know, you can do all the boutique stuff, but sometimes it's just nice to stay in, like, a, like, kind of luxurious we know, were bougie. chain hotel. You guys are bougie. The JW is nice. Yeah, we were, like, saying, and I'll be releasing a video to follow this, too, and it was just saying that I think this was my first time staying in a five-star hotel, knowing off of, like, my hard work and my boyfriend's right. hard work, and, like, we... We Adulting. brought this lifestyle Adulting. on and like definitely like treat yourself on certain things because we were rushing so much when we were in Cusco right. and Machu Picchu and just we were exhausted after such a fast paced trip that we decided that we really were only going to explore like right there right. in Myra Flores and Lima because like we we didn't have it in us. We were exhausted and we had a lot of relaxation time, but the JW was perfect. The spa was like awesome so we called Ooh. and with everything with covid right now they were like we're just doing massages and actually we will allow you to do a couple's massage but you have to be in different rooms <laughs> so <laughs> That's we really did fun, that honestly but so we did that we got our own massages i've gotten quite a few massages in my life and it was like huh i don't know J- jw style i don't know if it was because i had been carrying a backpack for so probably long probably that too you're probably so sore they took care of us and i really love that they employed so many peruvian people and like the staff was just amazing as always and they really like were putting they were like making sure that we had our itineraries printed out and our like Everything that we needed was taken care of. Made sure we had our COVID test printed out for our flights and stuff. And it like you said, it, beyond. It, it was nice because it was only 30 minutes from the airport. So that's so convenient. So yeah. convenient. And when it's 30 minutes from the airport, but it's like eight miles away. Like it was such like the oh, driving traffic. there. It was crazy. crazy. They make you go yeah. so many different ways. And this was actually my first time spending a little bit longer on the Pacific. Mm-hmm. side i've yeah. never been on the pacific i've only been to california like once for like okay. a day or yeah. two so this was like a whole different vibe to me so we were like let's go have a fancy fancy dinner for our last night there and mm. we went to the la rosa nautica which hit the nail on the head for it it was probably our most expensive dinner but we were still paying in soul so we still felt very rich and right, then... and it's you got to splurge a little bit. It's like you had one nice dinner out of the whole trip. Yeah. I feel like I usually do that when I go on trips. It's like we can eat here and there, and then sometimes we'll get snacks and whatever, and then there's like one nice meal yeah, out of the weekend or the good. week or whatever. That's awesome. This one was kind of like our last one that was kind of like our reflection. Yeah, it was kind of like our reflection time, and then we went and caught the air. We went and caught our late night flight because we took the red eye home. 
And we oh, flew back okay. into Miami the next night. And then we took, um, we got our car and stuff at like six o'clock in the morning. And then I had to, we drove across Alligator Alley and then I went to work, everybody. Oh my gosh. And what a perfect ending to the story. Ashley, thank you so much for telling us all about your adventures from Cusco to Lima to missing the red eye and catching the next to the amazing food piggy and baby alpaca (laughs) to the incredible hiking in Machu Picchu city views and amazing fresh South American food that sounded like one of the best trips you'd ever taken definitely worth it if you get the opportunity to go to Peru and go to Machu Picchu I highly recommend it do it with someone you love some of your friends your families people who are really going to enjoy it and take it all in when we were there we took awesome pictures and stuff but we were extremely present and we really really enjoyed ourselves. and it's just a trip of a lifetime and it definitely added Hmm. to your bucket list and then share it with your friends just like we did and travel brats uh, give us a review if you haven't yet and let us know if you liked our episode on Peru and what you want to hear next and in fact if you stay tuned next Tuesday we'll be posting a final episode on Peru of Ashley's takeaways few tips and lessons learned while traveling in Peru we love you guys bye thank you for tuning in